Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, a partner with a drinking problem, being friends with an ex, moving in with a homeowner boyfriend, and a brother who's distancing himself. Our first question. Dear Viv, my partner of 15 years has finally faced up to the fact that he has a drinking problem and is finally turning things around at home for our two small children. But I fear it's all a bit too late for me personally. I've been pleading with him for years, coping on my own with the kids for years and mentally giving him one last chance for so long. But now it's finally happened. He's having counselling, has stopped drinking and is actually getting his act together. It's too late. It's like the light finally went off inside me six months ago and he's desperately trying to prove he's a reformed man and it will all be okay. But I feel numb. It's just all too late. I don't want to break up our family when I've spent so long trying to keep it together, but I'm not sure if I can ever really truly feel love for him again. I feel like I'm hanging in there for the kids and just hoping one day I might wake up and feel like I really want to be in this relationship again. Oh, lovely supportive partner at the end of her tether. What a great letter to write. Good for you and thank you for your honesty. Difficult situation. The first thing you need to know is that you are not alone in thinking this. This is a phenomenon. It's very, very common in cases of addiction recovery for the other person, the non-addict, to feel very uncomfortable when the change they prayed for for years finally comes to pass. You know, this change that they'd long given up hope of achieving. Some relationships survive this change. Others don't. When an addict recovers, everything changes for the people around them. Those people are no longer helpers or supporters. They're just normal people again. Or instead of fighting the addiction or even being complicit with the addiction in some cases, they're all of a sudden in the position of supporting someone in recovery. And a person in recovery is not the same as an addict and often they're visibly the same person, but they're really not the same person at all. All the goalposts in the relationship have changed and you don't know where you are anymore. 
you might even perversely find yourself wishing for them to go back to having their problem because although it was awful, at least you knew where you were. I don't think this is a situation you can fight on your own. I would strongly suggest professional help. Whether you go into couples counselling, seek out an AA group or whether you go on your own to your GP and ask for counselling. You really need the help of a professional here because these are serious issues whether the relationship survives or not. Your role in life has completely changed because of what's happened and it matters for you and for your children that you figure out how to cope with this adjustment and what it is that you really want from your partner now that he's not drinking. Also, you are tired and fed up. You put up with this for 15 years and then he just goes and turns it around after all this time. I can imagine how incredibly angry making that must be. You need somewhere where you can let out those feelings and work through them. Friends, I think, are unlikely to understand as they will be tied up with all the emotions you've lived through for the past 15 years. You need a qualified stranger who will help you see that many other people have lived through this situation and come out the other side with a life that they love, sometimes with the partner in recovery, sometimes without. If I could wish one thing for you, it would be to have the confidence to get proper help in dealing with this, as it's going to be really hard to deal with alone. Thanks for writing in and asking me for help, but I am too far away. Now take the next step. Our next question. Dear Viv, I broke up with my boyfriend a couple of months ago. It was all fine and amicable and we were more like friends anyway. We've hung out a few times since, alone and with friends, and we still text, just not romantically anymore. The thing is, we didn't really have a break between one state and the other, and neither of us have pulled anyone since. Is this healthy? Or do you think because I still have him in my life, I'm not that bothered about finding anyone else? What should I do? Hello, ambivalent girlfriend. Newsflash, you are not in a relationship with this person. Get over it. I'm not sure I entirely understand the problem here. Is it that you're not used to being friends with someone who's your ex? Or is it that you're not sure whether the relationship is still going on or not? You say, I broke up with my boyfriend and we still text, just not romantically anymore. This reads to me as... This relationship is well and truly over, but until I meet someone else, I'm going to remain in denial about the end of the relationship. (laughs) A relationship is over when two people say it's over. What happens next is up to them. They may choose to never see each other ever again. This is what I always did until I got married, although this was in the medieval times. Or they may choose to be platonic friends. I have friends who have done this. I personally think it's completely mad, but hey, different strokes for different folks. It sounds to me as if you're waiting for your ex-boyfriend to find a new girlfriend and only then will you finally accept that it's over or that you want to meet someone else so that you can feel over him. I think an experiment is in order. Without censoring yourself or thinking about what you're supposed to think or feel, how do you feel about this boy? Do you love him? Do you still want to be with him? It's time to be honest about your feelings and whether he returns them. 
If he does not return them, then you need to accept that this is unrequited love and that is extremely painful, but you can and will recover from it. Meanwhile, though, stay away from him as you're just hurting yourself. On the other hand, if you don't love him and he doesn't love you, well, there's no problem. You're just trying to cling on to the relationship, maybe because you like being in a relationship, even if it's with someone you don't like that much. You would not be the first person to do this. Either way, it's time for some honesty with yourself and maybe time to break away a little from this friendship group and do some things for yourself. You might even find a new boyfriend that way or even start to like yourself a lot better, which really would be the best outcome. Is it healthy what you're doing now? Seeing as you know you need to ask the question, I think you know the answer. Now go out and have fun while you are still young and beautiful. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, my boyfriend has asked me to move in with him. Lovely. He owns the house, so I'd effectively be his tenant. He has all the power and control. What happens if we have a row and he tells me to get out? What happens if I live there for five years, then we break up? Am I entitled to anything? What was romantic is now a headache. (laughs) Welcome to the human race. Welcome to adulthood. Like you say, what a bloody headache. Thanks a lot, boyfriend. I wish you'd never invited me to move in in the first place. The good. I love this letter. The good news is all these issues are solvable. The bad news, yes, they are a bit painful and require a lot of talking. All you need to do is talk to your boyfriend about how you're going to manage this agreement. It may even be that the basis of the agreement is just never going to work for you. For some people, this would be a total no-brainer and they'd be happy to go along with some kind of tenancy agreement because it's non-binding pretty much and doesn't represent much commitment on either side. But for other people, this would be completely unmanageable and they would suggest that their boyfriend needs to sell his house so that the two of them can buy a house together. I think the solution with you lies somewhere down a middle path but it will be up to you to work out exactly what that is and how it sits with the two of you. What is actually quite romantic is that you get to sit down and start the business of a real relationship. This means you have to say things like this. I'm worried this is going to be a tenant-landlord relationship. How can we stop it feeling like that? The thing is, whatever circumstances you lived in, whether the house was yours or his or whether you rented together or owned it together, you could still have rows and you could still break up in five years time. None of that really matters. And he has just asked you to move in with him. He hasn't promised that he can see into the future. What really matters in the here and now is that you both feel happy and secure with the arrangement that you make. It's really not difficult as long as you talk about it. I do sense uh, from your letter, though, some kind of desire for legal assurance. And again, that is a personal thing. There's, there's nothing wrong with you seeking legal advice on this question or at the very least looking up online to see how other people have solved this question. Legally, you can draw up whatever tenancy agreement you want and you could even have it written into the agreement that you get to stay on as a tenant with six months notice or whatever, even if the relationship breaks up. It all depends on how unromantic you want to get. And it all depends on knowing exactly what you want and what will make you feel secure. This is the part of the letter that worries me. 
I get the feeling you'd like an assurance from him that not only can you live in his house and everything will be okay, but also that you'll never, ever, ever, ever break up. No one can give that assurance, not even the strongest legal document in the world. So accept the uncertainty, work out what assurances you need, and enjoy the fact that you can have sex with your landlord. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, my brother married a woman and little by little, he has drifted away from our side of the family. Five years later and he doesn't answer our calls. I haven't spoken to him in a year and I've never met my youngest nephew. I'm more concerned about how it's impacting my parents. I'm more or less an only child now. It feels that way anyway. I've tried to contact him to sort it out, but to no avail. He's completely cut himself off. Heartbreaking. I've no idea what to do. Oh, concerned sister, I feel your pain. This is a really sad situation, but an unfortunately common one. It happens in a lot of families, so please don't feel alone. I wonder what's really going on here, though, and why you've written in. Is this about you or is it about your parents? You say, I'm more concerned about how it's impacting my parents. But your parents have not written to me, you have. You also mention being like an only child. So this is not just about you missing your brother or being worried about how your parents feel about losing him. It's about the fact that his actions have changed your own relationship with your parents. You're all that they have now and that is not an easy cross to bear. You must very much wish that it was different for his sake, for their sake, but also, and don't underestimate this because you matter for your sake. No idea what to do, you say. Well, let's run through the options. What can you do? You could try a campaign of repeated contact. Send him a short message once a week or once a month for a set period of time. Be calm and controlled about it. Not trying to make you contact us, just reminding you that I'm here. One month later, I'm still here. How are you? Keep it short and unobtrusive and make it easy and non-embarrassing for him to get back in touch. Your other option, of course, is to let it go. I've seen other people do this and it isn't necessarily final. Sometimes the other person needs time and space to come back to the family of their own accord. Birthdays and Christmas are often catalysts. Sometimes we have to respect the decision of another person who's an adult and in charge of their life even if they've taken a decision that's deeply hurtful to us. My concern is less about fixing this situation. It may be unfixable in the short term at least, and more about you and your feelings. Are you being entirely honest with yourself about how you feel about all this? Is there someone you can talk to? It sounds as if you're very protective and caring of your parents and your brother, but what about you? This situation is extremely frustrating, but I don't hear anger or frustration in your letter. I just hear sadness. Be wary of burying those feelings of anger or frustration because they will catch up with you at some point. Maybe think a bit less about what you can do to fix the situation and think more about what you can do to fix yourself and give yourself what you need here. Your brother's taken all the control here and left everyone else impotent. He's the one who calls the shots. It's time for you to take back control and bearing in mind the reality of the situation, do what you want to do. So do continue to contact your brother if it makes you feel good or find a way to make peace with the situation if you're fed up with contacting him. Manage your parents' sadness, but don't let it dominate your life. And wait. 
I don't think this situation will be forever. The real question is what you do in the meantime so that you feel comfortable living with yourself. And only you can know the answer to that. Good luck and lots of love. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.